there's a lot of reasons why you might want to look to collect assets for a case. Sometimes it's a judgment recovery from a lawsuit. Sometimes it's recovering money from an online scam that you've been a victim of. But having an asset search done is important to do, especially when the debtor is trying to conceal the assets or hide the assets. As an example, you're going to see here some inside suggestions from the legal side of how a business or a person can shield their assets. So there's a lot of asset concealment strategies that are out there. Some are legitimate, some are not. Some are things that can be done that are legal. Some are things that are done that are illegal. But if you're a creditor, you want to be aware of all the potential asset concealment or hidden asset schemes that your debtor can use so you know how to defeat them. This is a very general example of what a business can do. And this is offered by a legitimate law firm that's suggesting to business owners how to do asset protection for liability. They're not trying to counsel people how to hide assets or do something illegitimate, but they're giving their legitimate clients reasons and ways to protect assets. So things like lawsuits or liability. And the reasons they give are very, you know, very sound. Make sure your business entity is sound. Make sure you have a legitimate corporation. Make sure that your company is compliant. Because what happens is if you have a corporation and it's not documented properly, the protection that corporation provides to the owners might be able to be defeated. It's called piercing the corporate veil. So this is a good example from the inside what a company will do to have a strategy for asset protection. Most of the time when assets are looking to be discovered, it's because of collecting on a judgment. Right. So if you have a lawsuit that you've won and have a judgment in your favor, the next thing you have to do is collect on the asset. So first you have to find the assets. You have to do an asset search. Normally, the court will require that the debtor give you a financial disclosure, okay, listing their assets. Sometimes the debtor might be forced to come for what's called a debtor's examination. It's kind of like a deposition about assets. If your jurisdiction or your case allows that, you definitely want to take advantage of it because you want to put that debtor on record as to what they say their assets are, but you don't want to take their word for it. You want to verify all this for yourself because many times the debtor is going to lie about their assets. They're going to conceal things. They're going to leave things off. They might even mitigate the value. They might put down that they own real estate, but it's only worth 10000 when in fact it's worth 300000 You want to verify everything for yourself because even though filing this affidavit or filing this disclosure is done under the penalty of perjury, most debtors know that there's not much consequence in doing that, right? So once you have that asset, then you have to do the enforcement of that debt. The enforcement usually comes in the form of what's called a writ of garnishment, meaning that if you've identified a bank account that has X amount in it, you get a writ of garnishment from the court, you serve it upon that financial institution, and they give you the money. Or you may have a writ of garnishment against real estate or corporate assets. Now, we're not attorneys. We're not giving you legal advice. You have to do this through a legal process. You want to, might want to get good legal counsel from a qualified attorney. But once you have the judgment, they must pay that debt, but the courts can't force it to happen you as the creditor must take some action. And sometimes that'll cost you some money. Sometimes it'll cost you some time. But if you don't do it, all the time and effort you put into winning that lawsuit and getting that judgment is wasted because you don't enforce the judgment.
And as you can see from this consumer legal publication, it says when it comes to collecting, you're on your own, meaning that the court can't help you, right? So what happens is the court clerk will give you the court order for the judgment. You need to make sure you have that first, right? Then you need to enforce that judgment on assets or income. If you have a debtor that has actual assets, you can just seize the assets. If they don't have assets, you can still garnish their income, garnish their wages, right? Whatever is still owing after any garnishment can be recovered later, okay? Most of the judgments from a court say that you're owed all the money up front. Sometimes the court order will have installments. Now, just because it's owed up front doesn't mean you can't collect it in installments. You might be able to negotiate with that debtor to pay you over time. At least you're going to get some money. Locating assets is an important first step as we talked about. Like most jurisdictions require a disclosure listing the assets. Like it says here, it's contempt of court if they don't, but most times that's not going to be enforced. The types of assets you're looking for are cash, safe deposit boxes, don't overlook that, or self-storage. A lot of times people will try to hide assets in storage units, and that's a very good place to find seizable assets. You're going to look for financial institution deposit accounts, checking savings, investment accounts, and then tangible property, any type of vehicles, vessels, aircraft. And then one thing that's left off this list after real estate is intangible assets or intellectual property. Do they have a trademark? Do they have a, a patent? Do they have a copyright? Do they have a website? Even though a website might not seem like it's a big value to you, that website probably is the way that the debtor makes their living. So seizing that might be a way to force payment through some other means, right? And clients in many cases will initially want to do a search for bank accounts, which is good. You want to search for bank accounts, but be aware that these other assets, real estate, RVs, timeshares, business interest, in many cases are a better way to collect assets. Even, even though you might think, I just want to find their bank account and take their cash, that's great. But a lot of times the bank accounts can be hidden and harder to find, and you may be able to find bank account information by searching for real estate. Because bank account searches are expensive. Real estate searches sometimes are less expensive and may often find accounts or references to other financial assets that you can't find directly. Same thing with vehicles. We found many times that a vehicle title will have lien or payment information that references insurance policies, wire transfers, other assets that can be disclosed that maybe the debtor left off their financial affidavit they filed with the court. So work with a licensed, experienced, expert asset recovery business to do this because most debtors are not experienced at hiding assets or concealing assets. And the steps that they might do to try to hide money from you are amateur. And a good licensed, experienced investigator who specializes in asset searches can break right through all these very amateur, inexperienced concealment schemes and find your assets so you can get the money that's due to you for your lawsuit judgment that you have in your benefit.